The College Baseball Experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their new over-under game. Just head over to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to download the SGPN app, your home, for all of our free picks and podcasts. Alrighty, welcome to the College Baseball Experience. I am your host for today, Noah Beanick. You can follow me on Twitter at 77NB. That is the word 70, the number 7NB. And man, was yesterday a fun day of college baseball. Um, let me just get this off my chest real quick. Um, my personal card betting on games straight up did not go too well. Um, we went two and seven, which is my worst day betting straight up games since the conference tournaments started. But you know what? We still went positive because I told you all to just jump into what we called the over buffet, get at least some piece of every over on the board. And that's what we did. All of the overs yesterday, there were 30 games. The overs went 21-9, and nine, which was a positive 9.31 units, which brought us completely out of the hole. We were positive. What a day on the overs, hitting at basically 70%. Um, just incredible hit rate. And like I said yesterday, that's because on the second and the third days, the team's bullpens are getting a little bit weaker they don't have as many good arms left for these weekend tournaments. And as you get to the second and the third and the fourth starters for each of these college baseball teams, they're not as good as their ace. So all we did was avoid the Friday aces on Friday. We didn't play any overs. The overs on Friday went 15 and 14. But then we said deploy all of our overs on Saturday. We went 21-9 and nine for plus 9.31 units. 9.31 units. 21-9. and nine. Absolutely incredible. Okay. Uh, done touting the overs for a little bit here, but that was one hell of a day for the overs. Let's go over what happened yesterday. Now, uh, overall, like I said, I went 2-7 and seven on straight-up bets yesterday, so it wasn't a very good day for my picks in general. But I went 18-12 and 12 picking every game. Um, that comes out to be 60%, which is in my book, it's not good enough. Um, and in short review, um, upsets, 10 of them happened yesterday out of the 30 games. So at 33%, that's probably a little bit of what killed me, is that there were plenty of upsets and the dogs that I chose did not actually hit. 
So that was a little frustrating. The one seeds in the tournament are, uh, they were seven and eight yesterday in 15 games played. Uh, we didn't count the, uh, what? We didn't count the Miami game because they were still in the first round. So 15 second round games played by one seeds. They went seven and eight yesterday. And all seven of those wins sent the one seed into the championship round. Um, the SEC, they have five teams in the driver's seat of the regionals in the championship. That is Auburn, Tennessee, Arkansas, Texas A&M, and LSU. And it could be Ole Miss if they beat um, Miami later on today for the ACC. Remember, they had the same amount of teams entered into the tournament this year as the SEC. Um, I was a big culprit of this, saying that the ACC was on the same skill level as the SEC for most of the year. The ACC only has two teams in the driver's seat in their regionals, and those two teams are... Virginia Tech and Notre Dame, and it could be Miami if they knock off Ole Miss. Um, that uh, amount is the same as the Big 12 Conference, who has two teams in the driver's seat with Texas and Oklahoma. The Pac-12 only has one team in the driver's seat, and they had five teams into this tournament. That one team is Oregon State, and the Big Ten has a team in the driver's seat, and that team is the Michigan Wolverines. So, uh, yeah, I was not expecting my boys to come out with a victory against Louisville yesterday, but we'll take those. We'll take those. Um, reviewing over some of these games here, I'll run through the slate, uh, tell you which ones kind of went over, which ones I expected, some takeaways from the games. UCLA beat Southeastern Louisiana 16 to 2 knocking out the Lions uh two and barbecue there for Sela um Auburn they crushed Bryce Hubbard they won 21 to 7 against Florida State I did not see that one coming that one I had wrong the UCLA one I picked correctly the Florida State dog I had incorrect both of those games went over um the next game we had Air Force as a nice underdog play. That one hit against Dallas Baptist. Dallas Baptist, they went two and barbecue. Get that shit out of here. Um, they took one of NC State's pots, and I'm still pissed about that. Um, Texas, they beat Louisiana Tech 5-2. to two. We had that game predicted correctly. Both of those games in Austin went under. Uh, then in Blacksburg, Gonzaga, they beat Wright State 11-9. Wright State was in that game until the bitter end. They were actually leading for most of it. Um, but Gonzaga able to pull it out. And then Virginia dropped 24 on Columbia. Um, I predicted both of those games correctly, and both of those games went over. Uh, Georgia against Hofstra. I actually, I think I gave out Hofstra on the podcast yesterday. So I was just like, Georgia did not show up against VCU. They could be just completely out of it, done for the tournament, done for the year. Just they're they've put it in the books already. Well, they came out and put up twenty four on on the pride, and Hofstra went to in barbecue. Um, VCU they beat North Carolina. Now that game was pretty interesting. It was zero zero in the third inning when two favorable calls went to VCU. One of them being a first and second infield fly that was not called 
to the infield fly rule. It was basically a jam shot on the handle, and the ball flew about 15 to 20 feet in the sky. Now, it's like a judgment call, so you can't blame the umpires one way or another. I can easily see the reasoning why they didn't call it, because the second baseman, as it is, he had to go run over there and slide, but then he purposely dropped the ball so they could get a double play. Now, there was a whole other issue that North Carolina's coach, Steve Forbes, was pissed about. But, uh, yeah, he he came out after the infield, the non-infield fly rule call with the double play there, and he started arguing about it. He went to walk off to the field, went to walk off the field. The umpire said, no more, and then Forbes said something else. The umpire tossed him on the spot. Forbes came running back out onto the field. The home plate umpire who tossed him walked away with his back to him like a pussy. And the first base umpire came running in to get into Forbes' face. As Forbes is talking to the first base umpire, the first base umpire keeps inching closer and closer and closer. And then Forbes literally like the slightest nudge. It wasn't a Tony Vitello chest bump. It was like the slightest nudge to this guy's chest. And he holds up two fingers, uh, basically symboling that Forbes is going to be suspended for the next two games because he touched him. And that was also pretty pussy-like. Um so yeah, VCU benefited from North Carolina not having their coach, and now North Carolina's coach is suspended for the next two games of the Chapel Hill Regional. So North Carolina is going to have to beat Georgia, and then they're going to have to beat VCU, and then in the second game against VCU, they'll get their coach back if they get that far. Um, so the Georgia game, obviously, they dropped 24 on their own, so that one went over. The VCU-UNC game went under. Then Wake Forest beat Long Island 10-4. to We got that one right. Um, UConn beat Maryland 10-5. to That was one that we got wrong, but that one went over. Um, honestly, I don't know what really happened there. Uh, Maryland's starter got blown up in the first two innings, and then uh, Maryland scored like three runs in the in the ninth inning to make it somewhat respectable of a score. But that one was not the prettiest for the Terps. But, I mean, they still only have three losses at home on the year. I'd like them to come out of this regional still. Uh, just got to do a little bit more work. In College Station, TCU beat Oral Roberts 3-1. to one. I believe I had, who did I have winning this one? Um, I don't know. I don't want to waste time. I think I had TCU winning this one, but I said that Oral Roberts was an interesting dog play. But TCU, I did pick correctly. That game went under. Uh, Texas A&M against Louisiana. This was another one that I said was an interesting dog play in Louisiana, but I still picked Texas A&M, and Texas A&M won this one as well. This one went over. Um, in Coral Gables, this regional actually was able to play some baseball yesterday. Miami had a lot of trouble with Canisius. They were down 4-0 after the first inning. Carson Liggett got chased. Uh, just not a, not a very good like last three outings for Liggett and the true freshman. Uh, but yeah, Miami 
almost got caught throwing off against the four seed there. And then Ole Miss, they had a two-run home run and a three-run double from Peyton Chatagnier. Those five RBIs from Chatagnier won them the game, and that kid is just a player in clutch moments, but he hasn't had one of the best years. So it's like, I don't know which Ole Miss team's going to show up and got burned there picking Arizona for sure. Um, that one, I believe, went under. It They put up 11 runs, but it was still an under. Uh, in Corvallis, Vanderbilt dropped 21 on New Mexico State and poor Aggies after they forced Oregon State to extra innings and lost in the 10th inning on a heartbreaker. They went out and got their asses kicked by the Vandy boys. That game obviously was over. And then Oregon State put up 12 on San Diego. They beat San Diego 12-3. to That game went over, and now San Diego has to play Vanderbilt again in the loser's bracket to go to the championship in the Corvallis Regional. In the Gainesville Regional, we had uh, Central Michigan. My, my friends at CMU, they won on a walk-off in the 11th inning. Very cool to see. Uh, that game was under. That final score was 3-2 to two for the Chippewas. And then the other game in that regional, I actually, for once on this podcast, picked Florida to win. And that is why I don't pick Florida to win, as they lost 9-4 to four against Oklahoma. I thought that Brandon Neely would go out there and shove like he did all during the last month in SEC play. But Oklahoma's just a little too hot right now. I thought that they would be a popular dog play, and they were, but they still went out there and won the game. And maybe the books don't know everything about college baseball because they offered us overs, and we crushed them. So hopefully they offer us overs again today, but you never know. Uh, In the Greenville regional, also... uh, the Oklahoma Florida game was uh, over. That total was set as 12 and a half, and they put up 13 runs in that game in the Greenville Regional. Uh, Coppin State gave Coastal Carolina all they could handle late in that game. Coastal beat them 10 to 8. That game was over. I picked that one correctly. And then I also picked. East Carolina to beat Virginia. ECU beat them 4-2. to Virginia had the bases loaded with one out in the top of the ninth. And East Carolina was able to get out of it, bringing in their shortstop, Zach Agnes, who got two consecutive strikeouts and went unscathed as the Pirates moved on to the championship. And now Coastal Carolina and Virginia play each other in the losers bracket of the Greenville Regional today. In Hattiesburg... Kennesaw State really struggled against Army. Army. I mean, Kennesaw State, they can hit. They just can't pitch. That game went over. That final was 9-8. I picked Kennesaw to win that one. And then this one. This one just pissed me off because it went to 10 innings, but it never should have. We picked this one. We handicapped it correctly. Southern Miss was up 6-2 in the ninth inning, and LSU and Jay Johnson go on one of their magical runs again. They score four runs in the ninth. They tie it up at 6-6, and then they win it in the 10th on an infield single. Just 
pissed me off, <laughs> to say the least. But uh, Honkus in our Slack channel, he was having a little bit of fun with it. So good for him. I'm never going to root for any of our guys to suffer in fandom pain like I do with the Detroit Lions. Um, in the Knoxville Regional, Georgia Tech uh, won 13-4 against Alabama State. That one hit the over. I picked that one correctly. And then Tennessee, they won 12-7 to against Campbell. Campbell put up a heck of a fight and then gave up like four runs in the top of the ninth. But other than that, Campbell was in that game. They actually were up 4-0, to and they chased the SEC Pitcher of the Year, Chase Dolander, before the third inning even ended. So very impressive by Campbell, but just still not enough to take down Tennessee. Um, in the Louisville Regional, Oregon put up 18 runs on SEMO, and SEMO went two in barbecue. That game was 18-6, to and we picked the Ducks to win that. And then, like I mentioned earlier, I did not pick Michigan. Michigan went on and beat Louisville 7-3. to Very happy for my guys in blue, but um, I'm not going to let myself get heartbroken because uh, this team does still does not have pitching. They pieced together one heck of a performance, but uh, it just hasn't been there all year. And I've watched this team. I'm not going to get too excited. It's going to happen it's going to catch up to them at some point they literally throw batting practice (laughs) um in the stanford regional i picked ucsb to beat binghamton uc santa barbara won nine to four that hit the over then i wish i wish i pulled the trigger on texas state to come out of this regional i i literally this is the one team that i had circled on my notes that I would be taking them to come out of the regional until they got put in the Stanford's regional who Stanford has won like, I don't know, 17 games in a row or something like that out of the PAC 12. They won the PAC 12 tournament. They won the PAC 12 regular season. And I was just like, I don't know. The trees kind of seem like a buzzsaw at this point. But no, the Bobcats don't care who they face. They went up against Alex Williams, and they put up four runs on him in five innings, and they went out and beat Stanford 5-2. to two. So pissed I didn't take Texas State to get out of that regional. Um, in Statesboro, we had three games play. Georgia Southern's guy, Ty Fisher, he almost threw a perfect game. It went into like the eighth inning, I believe. That game was 8-0, to where the Eagles beat UNCG. That was an awful upset prediction by me, uh, thinking that UNCG was going to beat Southern there. Then Texas Tech beat uh, beat UNC Greensboro 2-0, to uh, which meant that Greensboro played 18 innings in the matter of 7 hours, and they didn't put up a single run, and that is the definition of 2 in barbecue. Um, the last game played in Statesboro today was Notre Dame and Southern Miss. Uh, so- oh, I almost said Southern Miss. Notre Dame and Georgia Southern, where Georgia Southern was leading that game for most of it until Notre Dame had a late rally. I think it was in the sixth or seventh inning. They put up three runs. They went up five to four, and then they added one more for insurance, and that one was six to four final. And in our last regional. The Stillwater Regional. Uh, my 
Omaha sleeper, the Grand Canyon Antelopes, uh, got bounced by Missouri State, eight to seven, and yeah, that one was terrible. <laughs> um, they lost seven to one to Arkansas, and then lost to the four seed, eight to seven. Uh, not my best pick, that's for sure. And then also, what wasn't my best pick is Oklahoma State. They had Justin Campbell on the mound, and everything in their favor of this game they were up like 10 to 4 and then Arkansas went on and put like 11 runs up in the 6th inning and it went final at 20 to 12 Jalen Battles absolutely pulled off like a a Drew Gilbert moment of 2021 where he he hit this grand slam and the whole place went nuts all of the Arkansas fans basically took over Stillwater at that point. There was a video that got surfaced of just Oklahoma State fans leaving the stadium, going up the stairs uh, to the concourse. And one of the guys literally walked out of his row and then acted like he was taking a phone call. Like you're going to take a phone call in that situation. Yeah, right. Um But yeah, that wraps up our slate from yesterday. And before we get into today's games, let me tell you about WinBet. Win is giving you, if you bet $50 at Win, you can win a $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you up to $200 in free bets. Bet $500 on sports or the casino before July 31st in 2022 and get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed. If a patron wagers $1,000 on sports, for example, they are eligible for two entries into the prize draw. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. The offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. SGPN is also giving away $500 in their NBA Finals Prop Contest. Completely free to enter and exclusively on the SGPN app. Just download the app and hit the contest tab to get your entry in. Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there, and I use it for some of mine. It's a game-changing product, unlike anything else in the industry. And now, you can make money on Sleeper, too, by playing their new over-under game. And it's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over or under. For example, their number of points in basketball or the number of hits recorded in baseball. Then, choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly... You can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the amount of money you put in. The main reason I'm excited for the over-under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddy's contest and we can play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with a tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. So stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game and have fun with your friends and make some money. Use the promo code SGPMLB to get your 100% deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP. All right, now let's run into some of this slate today. First game on it, 
is Oregon and Louisville at noon. Oregon is the two seed in the Louisville Regional. They're 36 and 24 and 18 and 12 out of the Pac-12. They're playing against the one seed Louisville, who's 39, 19 and 1, 18 and 11 and 1 out of the ACC. Louisville opens as a minus 130 favorite, and Oregon is plus 100. Oregon, I'm projecting, will pitch Jace Stofall, who's 1 and 2 on the year with a 540 ERA. 16 strikeouts, 10 walks, 25 innings pitched in seven starts. So this guy does not go very deep. And as of, or for Louisville, I project Carson Liggett will pitch, and he's 2-0 on the year with a 471 ERA, 19 strikeouts, 12 walks in 21 innings pitched, and his opponents have a batting average against him of 189. And three starts, he's... uh, he, he has three starts on the year and 16 appearances. So he's more of a reliever than anything. And he holds offenses to low scoring outputs with that low batting average. So this is a game that is tough to handicap. Both starters don't stretch too far into the games um, with Stofall really not going past three innings and Liggett being a reliever. So I think it's going to probably turn into a bullpen game and an overfest. So get your overs out. Play them often and early, early and often. Uh, The Cards haven't thrown their MLB prospect reliever Michael Prosecchi yet in this regional, so I'll give the edge to Louisville to win, expecting him to come out of the pen sometime during this game. Uh, The next game on the slate is between Virginia and Coastal Carolina at 1 o'clock. The number three seed in this regional, the Teal, they're 37-19-1, 21-8-1 out of the Sun Belt. And the two seed, Virginia, they're 39-18 overall in the season, and they're 17-13 out of the ACC. Virginia opens as a minus-165 favorite, and Coastal Carolina is plus-135. For the Chanticleers, Michael Knorr will make the start. He's 5-0 with a 2.81 ERA, 84 strikeouts, only 10 walks in 64 innings pitched. And for Virginia, Jake Barry will throw. I'm projecting him to throw. He's 5-3 on the year with a 4.67 ERA, 65 strikeouts, 22 walks in 52 innings pitched. I love Knorr as the third starter for the Chanticleers here in the starting rotation. And Virginia has lost in Barry's last two starts. It's going to be tough to bounce back after striking out twice in the ninth inning with the bases loaded and the tying and go-ahead runners on base for the Wahoos. So I'll lock up my Greenville Regional Future Pick, Coastal Carolina, at plus 135 to win this game. The next game on our slate is at 1 o'clock in the Stillwater Regional where Oklahoma State is minus 330 favorite against Missouri State plus 240. Um, we saw this game already play out once. I like Oklahoma State to win this thing. I I think they're. it's going to be tough for them also to bounce back after what happened yesterday against Arkansas. So, honestly, I would stay away from this. If anything, I would play Missouri State as a dog because Oklahoma State, they've pitched Medeiros, they've pitched Campbell, their top two dogs already. And the way they lost Campbell's start yesterday – and maybe just a what are we doing here type thing uh, with nobody left in their starting rotation to go out there and shove. 
they really wasted an opportunity there with a absolute gem from Campbell. Um, so if anything, I would go plus 240 on Missouri State. I'm going to pick Oklahoma State to win that game, though. The next game on the slate is 1 o'clock in the uh, Maryland, the College Park Regional, Maryland against Wake Forest. The number two seed, Wake Forest, they're 41-18-1. They're 14-14-1 out of the ACC. They're playing against the one seed in the College Park College Park Regional in Maryland. Maryland's 46-13. Wow, I can't talk. And 18-5 and out of the Big Ten. Wake Forest opens up as a minus 150 favorite, and Maryland is plus 120. For Wake Forest, I project that Teddy McGraw will get the ball. He's 5-2 on the year with a 431 ERA, 60 strikeouts, but 39 walks and 64.2 innings pitched. And for Maryland, I think that Nick Dean will get the ball. He's 6-2 with a 444 ERA, 73 strikeouts, 26 walks in 77 innings pitched. And you have to remember that he was the Big Ten Pitcher of the Year in 2021. This is one big lock as McGraw walks way too many guys. And the Dirty Terps still have one more dude ready to pitch. Maryland is a top five offense in the country. And yesterday was more likely a blip in the radar with only two runs in the first eight innings. Terps plus 120, lock it up. Uh, the next game here is at 1 o'clock as well in the Gainesville Regional in the loser's bracket between Florida, who opens as a minus 280 against Central Michigan, is plus 210. Um, honestly, I think my chips are up against the wall here. I don't think they have much pitching left to begin with. Um, the one guy that they could start is Garrett Navarra, whose Florida has already seen for three innings. So I don't think that they're going to throw my high school rival out there against the team that's already seen him in this regional. So I think they'll throw Logan Buschowski, who has a 5.15 ERA in the MAC, which isn't too special. And Florida could go any which way here with uh, two guys that I think could get the start. Florida could throw Nick Pogue, who has a 4.72 ERA. And by the way, shout out Outer Banks there. And then they could also throw the true freshman Timmy Manning, who had a great game against Tennessee in the SEC tournament final. So they could go either way there. I really don't don't know, but I would take Florida to win. And it might be a nice parlay builder at the end of the podcast. Um, we'll have to get into that at the end there. Um, let me tell you guys about Athletic Greens because the college baseball experience is brought to you by their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, adaptions to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It costs you less than $3 a day, and you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. 
All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Okay, back to the slate for today, Saturday or Sunday. Wow, Sunday, June 5th. The next game here is Gonzaga against Columbia. Now, we've already seen Columbia. Wow, I cannot talk Columbia. Um, We've already seen Columbia take down Gonzaga and in convincing fashion uh, with an 8-2 victory. (sighs) Gonzaga is minus 265. Columbia is plus 200. I would not be playing Gonzaga here. If anything, I'd go right back to Columbia at plus 200. I like that price. Um, I did not handicap it because it's not really too bettable uh, with the favorite, not even in the 100s. But Columbia wouldn't be a bad dog. They've already beat them once this regional, so why not do it again? They beat them with their best pitcher. So, um, yeah, I'd I'd take Columbia there. My pick's going to be Columbia. Uh, next game here is a one and two seed matchup in the ch- in Chapel Hill, in that regional North Carolina, the one seed and Georgia the two seed. Uh, let me turn my page. Forgot to do that. Georgia is thirty six and twenty two and fifteen and fifteen out of the SEC, and North Carolina is thirty nine and twenty and fifteen and fifteen out of the ACC. North Carolina opens as minus one forty five and Georgia is plus one fifteen. Georgia. I project they will pitch Nolan Crisp, who's 1-4 on the year with a 5-12 ERA, 41 strikeouts, 14 walks in 45.2 innings pitched. And North Carolina, I think that they will throw Will Sandy, who's 1-0 on the year with 5 starts. And he has a 2.78 ERA, 14 strikeouts, 15 walks in 22.2 innings pitched. His opponents only bat 200 against him, though. Like I said earlier in the podcast, North Carolina's head coach Scott Forbes got ejected from yesterday's game, arguing about an infield fly. Um, And like I said, he made slight contact with the umpire, and now he's suspended for two games. Unfortunately, I think this stops all of the momentum that the Tar Heels had to end the season. I was saying in the podcast leading up to this one that I think North Carolina is due to just... They got hot too early. Now, I didn't know where they were going to lose because I honestly thought that their regional was pretty weak with Georgia and VCU as the two and the three seed. So I had <laughs> I had Grand Canyon beating them in the Super Regionals, but we saw how that one went. And I told you guys yesterday on the podcast that in my second bracket that I entered in, into a pool and I just filled out some upsets and stuff. I didn't want North Carolina coming out of this regional, so I chose VCU. And that looks okay right now, especially without North Carolina's head coach. So I didn't predict that it would go like this, but I really don't think North Carolina is going to get out of this regional. So I think they lose a game tomorrow, whether it's the first game against North Carolina or they lose the second game on Sunday against VCU and they lose two in a row to VCU. I really think that they're going to lose tomorrow, and I would play both games, Georgia and VCU, as underdogs here. I'll play Georgia plus 115 as the underdog. Um, next game on the slate is between, or is it's in the Statesboro Regional, where Georgia Southern 
lost to Notre Dame, and Texas Tech lost to Notre Dame. Texas Tech, the three seed, who's 38-21 and on the year, 15-9 and out of the Big 12. They're playing Georgia Southern, who's 41-19 and and 23-7 and out of the Sun Belt. Uh, Texas Tech opens as a minus-130 favorite, and Georgia Southern is plus-100. For Tech, I predict that Andrew Morris will get the start. He's 7-2 and on the year with a 4.92 ERA, 88 strikeouts, 26 walks, and 82.1 innings pitched. And for Georgia Southern, I think Jalen P- Payton will get the start. He's 6-2 and on the year with a 5.32 ERA, 63 strikeouts, 51 walks in 71 innings pitched. Um, Morris threw one inning against Notre Dame in a game that he thought he was going to get to start in. Instead, his appearance got rained out, and off a day's rest, I project him to get the start here against Georgia Southern. Um, and Georgia Southern, really, they have a guy that walks way too many guys. So if you do that... To the Red Raiders, who have a 406 on base percentage, which is 21st in the country, that's not a recipe for success. Texas Tech minus 130 is a lock for me today. Um, the next game on our slate is at 2 o'clock in the College Station Regional, where TCU opens as minus 160 against Lafayette. It's not Lafayette. Why does the book have it Louisiana Lafayette? It's just Louisiana. That's the second time I've called them Lafayette. Uh, Louisiana's plus 130. Uh, Louisiana 32 and 37 and 22 on the year and 19 and 11 out of the Sun Belt playing against TCU who's 37 and 21, 16 and 8 out of the Big 12. For Louisiana, I project that Jeff Wilson will get the start. He's 4 and 3 on the year with a 4.52 ERA, 55 strikeouts, 22 walks in 73.2 innings pitched. And for TCU, I project that Brett Walker will get the start. He's 5 and 2 with a 4.75 ERA, 52 strikeouts, 16 walks in 66.1 innings pitched. There's definitely a motivational edge here for TCU because if they win, they get to play against their old coach and Jim Schlossnagel and Texas A&M, but I just don't have too much confidence in TCU. And the minus 160 price is too steep, so I would just stay away, but my pick is the Horned Frogs to win this game. Next game is in the Austin Regional where Louisiana Tech opens as a minus 235 favorites against Air Force, who's plus 180. Now, I really think this is just a spot where Air Force, they're glad to get one win, and I don't see them beating Louisiana Tech here. Louisiana Tech left a lot of runners on base against Texas, and I really think that if they're just hungry and need to go get another shot against the Longhorns here, and Air Force, I think they're happy with getting that one win and bouncing out. Louisiana Tech, I like a lot for a parlay, for the podcast parlay here later in the episode. Um, next game here is the two and the three seed in the Auburn, Auburn Regional. They're playing at two o'clock. The three seed, Florida State, is 34 and 24 on the year, 15 and 15 out of the ACC. And the two seed UCLA is 39 and 23, 19 and 11 out of the Pac 12. UCLA opens as the slight favorite as minus 125, and Florida State opens as minus 105. That's the exact same odds as what we had Friday in the opening game of the regionals. For Florida State, Carson Montgomery is going to pitch. He's 
got a 4-1 record with a 5 ERA, 62 strikeouts, 23 walks in 54 innings pitched. And for UCLA, Kelly Austin is who I project will pitch. He's 4-3 with a 4.29 ERA, 68 strikeouts, 16 walks in 71.1 innings pitched. This is playing out pretty much how I thought it would in the Auburn Regional. Uh, I honestly thought that Florida State would beat Auburn with uh, Bryce Hubbard on the mound, which I didn't get that one correctly, but I said that Messick would beat UCLA there. Um, Without Messick or Hubbard, uh, they're two dogs in the starting rotation. Florida State is just an average team. And I'm locking UCLA at minus 125 to here, as I predicted they would lose the first game and then rattle off four wins in a row and come out of the Auburn Regional, and I still think they're able to do that here. Next game is at 2 o'clock between Campbell and Georgia Tech. Uh Georgia Tech opens as minus 140 favorites, and Campbell is plus 110. The three seed Campbell Camels are 41 and 18 on the year, and 20 and 3 out of the SoCon. And the two seed Georgia Tech is 35 and 23, 15 and 15 out of the ACC. This regional is going exactly how I predicted it, with the Camels winning Harrington start and going to play Tennessee, but then losing to the Volunteers. I'm going to stick to my forecast, as I think that the Yellow Jackets will beat Campbell here. Campbell has Harrington and Cooler, but lack a third guy. Georgia Tech will be pitching Marquise Grissom Jr., who's 4-5 with a 540 ERA, 55 strikeouts, 39 walks, and 58.1 innings pitched. And Campbell, I project, will run out Aaron Rund onto the mound. Rund is 5-1 with a 5.53 ERA, 52 strikeouts, 26 walks, and 57 innings pitched. In this spot, I just think that Campbell won America's hearts, but Georgia Tech is ultimately a better hitting team and will feast on a non-Thomas Harrington pitcher. Uh, Georgia Tech minus 140 is going to be a lock for me. The last game that is currently listed on our slate here is... Kennesaw State, they open as plus 190 underdogs against Southern Miss at minus 255. For me, Southern Miss's pitching is way too good, and Kennesaw State's is way too bad. Uh, Kennesaw State's going to let Southern Miss stay in this game with their hitting. It wouldn't surprise me if Kennesaw State maybe pounces on their starter here, but uh, Kennesaw State has basically wanted to give away the Army game, and they gave away the LSU game. I don't think that they're going to beat Southern Miss here. I think Southern Miss will be able to keep it in within range, and they will be able to win this game at home and go on and play LSU in the regional final. Um, yesterday, I missed the games that weren't listed by the books at the time of my recording, so I at least want to touch on those games today. And the three sites that are without betting odds currently are Coral Gables, Stanford, and Corvallis. At 10 a.m. on Sunday, the four-seed Canisius, who's 29-24 and 15-9 and on the season, is playing the two-seed Arizona, who's 37-24, and 16-14 uh, out of the Pac-12. For me, um, it's complete fade out of Canisius at the, after they put up a good fight against Miami. I would parlay Arizona 
if they're if they open anything at minus 300 or lower anything above 300 and i'll probably just not do anything with it at two o'clock p.m the three seed in that same regional in coral gables old miss who's 33 and 22 and 14 and 16 out of the SECs playing the one seed in the regional Miami who's 40 and 18 and 20 and 10 out of the ACC Miami threw off against Canisius and now they have Carson Palmquist to go against Ole Miss Miami is a lead pipe lock if it opens at anywhere under minus 150 anything over let's say Anything under minus 170, we're going to play that straight. Anything at minus 175 or larger, we're going to throw that into a parlay. Next game at 4 o'clock p.m., the two seed in the Stanford Regional is UC Santa Barbara with a 44-13 and record, 24-3 and on the year out of the Big West. They're playing the one seed, Stanford, who's 42-15 and with a 21-9 and record out of the Pac-12. Um, for UCSB, I project that Ryan Gallagher, who's 8-0 with a three-year race, 60 strikeouts, 28 walks, and 70 innings pitched, will get the start for the Gauchos. And Drew Dowd, who's 6-0 with a 5-14 ERA, 61 strikeouts, 27 walks, and 63 innings pitched, will get the start for the Trees. This is going to be a heck of a pitching matchup with both guys not owning a loss on their record. Um, this is a nice spot for UCSB underdog. Uh, I really like US, UCSB to win this game with Gallagher on the mount. Uh, Stanford's in a rough spot because their pitching staff is not built to come out of the loser's bracket in a double elimination bracket like this regional and like the College World Series. I I don't like the spot that they're in, so I like UCSB and the Gauchos to win this game with Gallagher on the mound. I think he's going to go out there and deal against Stanford, who had relative trouble hitting against Texas State last night. Um, this is a team that I was not high on throughout the regular season. They lost like five of their first six Pac-12 games, and I basically put them in the basement um, and then didn't give them a chance really until the Pac-12 tournament, where they proved me wrong winning the whole damn thing. And now they go and piss on my bed again. And I don't know where I stand with Stanford. Stan with Stanford. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm going to take UCSB in this game. And then watch them go out and win. So all of you Pac-12 homers and Stanford fans, thank me later. Also at 4 o'clock p.m. in the Corvallis Regional, the three-seed San Diego Toreros, 37-19 and on the year, 17-10 and out of conference. And the number two seed Vanderbilt, they're 37 and 22 and 14 and 16 in conference. Devin Futrell, uh, plus a non sleeping Vandy Boys team. I like Vanderbilt to win this game. I think the first game they just came out and they were sleepwalking a little bit, thought that they could just walk over San Diego, and that was not the case. I think they come out and they're awake with Devin Futrell, who is their Friday night starter for most of the SEC season this year. Um, or at least the back half of the SEC season. I think that the Commodores are able to pull this thing out. Um, before we get into who I think are going to win the regionals and my locks and the podcast parlay, 
Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. With added security, you might as well give without added security, you might as well give away your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing speed on your computers, tablets, phones, and even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan with our list, for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com SGP. Okay, so now to close out the podcast, I'll talk about how I think the rest of the regionals are going to play out here through Sunday and maybe into Monday. That way you guys know what I'm going to be looking to do come Sunday night. Um, I'll give a I'll relist my locks for Sunday in the afternoon in the losers bracket because that's all we have odds for right now. And then I'll finish it out with the podcast parlay. So uh, in the Auburn Regional, I think that UCLA beats FSU, comes through the loses bracket, and then they beat Auburn twice to go to the Supers. Uh, I think Texas goes 3-0 in the Austin Regional, and they finish it out with a win against Louisiana Tech. I think that Virginia Tech goes 3-0 with a win versus Gonzaga and goes to the Supers. They'll host the Supers. Um, I think VCU goes 3-1 and one with a win and a loss versus Georgia in that championship round of the regionals um, in Chapel Hill. Maryland, I think they beat Wake and then take both of the games against UConn to advance. Um, then I like Texas A&M to go 3-0, and and I think they do it with a win against TCU. I like Miami to go 3-0. and um, They still have, like, two more games to play. They're not even in the championship round yet. Um, I think Oregon State beats Vanderbilt. They finish 3-0. and They go to the Supers and host that. Uh, Oklahoma, I think they go 3-1 and with a win and a loss against Florida in the championship round. And then I think East Carolina goes 3-0. and They beat Coastal Carolina to go host the Super Regionals against Texas. Um, I also think that Southern Miss, they're going to beat Kennesaw State and then beat LSU twice. I really uh, just am not buying the LSU gold jerseys magic right now that they're passing over all of us. Um, I really, they, they've won both games in one inning of each of the nine innings that were played. So I'm not really a believer yet in the LSU Tigers. I think that Tennessee beats Georgia Tech, and they go 3-0. and 
I think that Louisville beats Oregon, and then they beat Michigan twice, and they go on to the Super Regionals. Um, Texas A and or Texas State, I think that they beat UCSB, and they go three and zero in that Stanford Regional. I don't even think that Stanford gets the championship in that regional anymore. Um, Notre Dame, I think they go three and zero, and they beat Texas Tech. And then the last one, I think Arkansas goes three and one with a win and a loss to Oklahoma State in that regional final. Now let's get to our June 5th locks of the day. All of them are one-unit plays except for one. Um, We're going to start with a plus 135 in Coastal Carolina, getting the victory against Virginia. Uh, Next, plus 120 for Maryland against Wake Forest. That one's one unit as well. Plus 115, Georgia against North Carolina to win. That one's one unit. Minus 130, Texas Tech against Georgia Southern. One unit played there as well. UCLA versus Florida State. I like UCLA to win. They're minus 125. That's one unit. And then minus 140, I like Georgia Tech to beat Campbell. That one's a unit. And then whatever price this one comes out, I expect them to be underdogs. Give me UCSB on the money line to beat Stanford and knock them out of their own regional I'll put a half unit onto that because I think it's going to be a pretty nice price. Um, To end it, we'll end with our podcast parlay. After two straight losses, unfortunately, our record is now 8-7, which is 53% on the podcast. But that's still plus a few units. Unfortunately, I did not start keeping track of the units when we were doing this. And then people told us, to keep the parlays coming. So, um, yeah, I don't know where the units stand on our record. But uh, it's a plus 156 money line parlay today. The first one is at minus 235. I like Louisiana Tech to beat Air Force. And then the second play, I didn't really like many of the other juicy favorites uh, that I like to call as parlay builders. Um if, if more come out, which I assume, I would like Arizona and Miami way more than this play, but there's no odds currently at the moment. So we're going to throw UCLA as minus 120 favorites against some Florida State into this plus 156 Moneyline Parlay to end the podcast out. Um, go leave us, wherever you're listening to this podcast, a like, rating, review, subscribe to us. It helps us a ton. Uh, you guys don't know. Uh, what it means to me and uh, the rankings that are out there. And, um, yeah, I mean, we're the number three college baseball podcast out there behind only, I think, D1 Baseball and 11.7. So they're a ways away, but I'd like to at least appear pretty close to them in the rankings, you know, you know. Um, We're going to have you covered from today throughout the road to Omaha and the College World Series talking about – NCAA baseball bets and college baseball scores and previews of the Super Regionals and previews of the College World Series. My goal is to get a couple of interviews with a couple of the radio guys for these teams, guys that are experts on these teams. I love doing those types of interviews. So, um, yeah, man, I think that's about it for the podcast. Follow me on Twitter at 77NB. That is the word 70, the number 7, NB. I'm go- I'm doing a giveaway when I hit 777 followers because you know how much the number 7 means to me, you know. So um, 
Yeah, that's about it for me. Join us during the road to Omaha and experience the better side of college baseball with the college baseball experience. And for that, adios, amigos.